Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Wow, everybody, it's Recruiting Animal on November 11th, November 1-1, 2020. It's Remembrance Day here in Canada. Is that uh, Veterans Day or something like that in uh, the States, Jerry? Wake up. Yes, is it is. Day? Okay. okay. Yeah, Remembrance day. Veterans day. Okay, Remem- Remembrance Day is the day we remember the people who served in the armed forces, especially the war dead. Okay, and we wear poppies on our lapels to show that we remember. But a funny thing happened this year. Whole Foods, the supermarket, told its staff they couldn't wear poppies. Okay, I don't know who made that decision, but there was a public outcry and they recanted. Okay, so in the long run, (laughs) I don't don't think it's going to hurt the company. It has gone too far. I agree. You, okay. Oh no, no, I agree because there's people here tearing down statues of our first prime minister, Johnny McDonald, because uh, of his bad relationship with the First Nations. Okay, and it, that's surprising, but there's a certain logic to it. But these guys, they're turning their back on on guys who fought in World War II and Korea and Afghanistan. I, I don't know what what was going on there, and I I had to wonder who made that decision. And will that person be placeable in the future? I mean, if you recruited him or her, uh, you know, could you present him to another company? This is a person who canceled the poppies, who canceled Remembrance Day. I'm going to ask our guest. I'm going to ask our guest uh, what we would do, maybe what she would do with a candidate like that. On Jerry, Jerry, what should we do? The recruiting animal Okay, I was going to ask our guests something, but first I want to thank our sponsors. StaffingDebt.com, they specialize in going after the people who won't pay you if you're a recruiting agency. You send out your candidate, they say, oh, no, thanks, and they hire the person behind your back and don't pay you a fee. You call StaffingDebt.com, and they'll get your money for you, okay? PCRecruiter.net. The Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Hire tool, H I R E T U A L, the super duper sourcing tool that all great sourcers rave about. And hone it, H O N E I T dot com, the online interview technology. I'll tell you 
more about all of all of them later. Patty Yarit. It's Patty with an I. P A T T I Y A R I T Z. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Hi, okay. Patty. So you want to? That's Jerry. Uh, you want to tell us uh, what you do briefly, so I don't cut you off. Um, briefly, I'm a tip of the spear sorcerer recruiter. What does that um, mean, I tip of the spear? In... What? Uh, 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 I had that down to ask you. What does that mean, tip of the spear? I'm at the very front end of the process, the tip of the spear. When you start a new <laughs> initiative and no one has ever been in that space, call me. Well, give us an example. Jerry, have you heard that before? Yeah, Is that like an American Patty, thing that I don't know Patty, about? Patty, can I, Patty, can I, can I clarify? Only recruiting animal needed you to explain that. It's a term that is so self-evident and obvious that you would have to not even understand the English language to know uh, what he's missing. I so never heard. You it don't before. have to explain tip of the. There's a lot of stuff I haven't heard before, but it makes sense because I understand words. Okay, you didn't know either. There, everybody. Jerry's so yeah, smart. Of course he never I heard know. Of it Knock it off. It's not that you need to know. I can understand. Uh-huh. Tip of the spear okay. recruiting. Got it. First contact. Okay. Makes inroads. Uncovers who we need to talk to. Does the research. Reaches out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. You're, you're kind of an idiot for not even understanding that at a basic level. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Jerry. Uh, is there, yeah, is there something you want to plug, Patty? Before we start asking you questions, anything you want to plug? Um, you know, I'm plugging my own organization today, Diversities. Everybody wants in my space now. So everybody's all of a sudden diversity experts, and I've been in this field for 20 years. So I'm, like, reinventing myself. Okay, so that's one of the things you specialize in, uh, diversity uh, recruiting. Is that is that what you're saying? I've yeah? spent 20 years combining, yep, all of the groups, okay. not just one. Okay. Okay, and on Twitter, you're, you you are diversities, but it's tricky. Okay, it's cute, but I would never you take a name like this. D I V E R, like diver, and then cities. C I T I E S, diver cities. If you want to criticize Patty, Patty while she's talking to us, uh, just uh, use that diver cities. Okay, it's a pun. Patty, let's get down to brass tacks. You've been in LinkedIn jail twice. Am I right about that? Oh, more than twice. Oh, really? I was what in, did you? What did I was in there you, twice last year? I think. <laughs> okay. What? How did you get in, and how did you get out? Um, I got in because I'm tip of the spear, and I was, you know, looking for rare and unusual talent, so I don't get a whole lot of responses. I was working on wrecks that were really old. Um, one was 256 days old at a Fortune 510 company. The other two were specialty sales that had both been open more than a year. 
Um, I was internal sourcing told that every every even firm had given up. So that's how yeah. I. So got those were hard searches, but why email. did they land you in LinkedIn jail? I don't get it. Because they were so lousy that nobody responded to you? Is that it? You don't get many responses because, you know, four other recruiters had worked on it prior to me. Okay. And so, okay. And so how did you get out of LinkedIn jail? I called my rep. She loved me. Hmm. Okay, there's a phone number you can call to talk to wow, that was, person. Wow, that was a juicy story. <laughs> yeah. okay. I love my rep. Wow. I hope there's more where okay. that came from. I love my rep. She <laughs> loves you. Okay, okay. Well, that's what it's, it's good advice, Jerry. I, I, if it happened to me, no, I would I call. No, I know. It was so, great. Call your rep. Okay. Call your rep. They were lucky to have me. Okay. Yeah. Okay, next, I was next point. 400% over industry on my targeted content. So my industry, I was 400% over. Yeah, but you're only, you're not a, you're like, you're not a, you're not a fantastic customer. You're only giving them $65 a, a, a month. That's what you said on Facebook. Am I right about that? You've only got a, a $65 account, right? No, I was uh, at a fortune 510 company with a big contract at oh, that time. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, maybe that's why they, they love you, okay? Maybe that's can, why they love you. Can I ask okay. for just a quick – can I just ask for a quick clarification? Uh, Patty, yeah. I'm, fam- I'm familiar with Fortune 500 companies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was your, was your company like Fortune 508 or something? Like what's Fortune 510? <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, we were – um, in the three years I was there, we were 466, 492, and 510. Okay, so that's so the Fortune 510 is is your fun thing, and it's not necessarily a thing, right? It's yeah. Just to give you an idea of yeah. the size, that's and cool. scale of the company. Yeah, I okay. got so you. Yeah, I just just Fortune, wanted, Fortune just, 500. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I just Jerry's wanted clarification. Right. No thank problem. You. No problem. No, thank you, I'm Jerry. Not, okay. Yeah. Tool time. People like to hear about the tools, okay? And 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 one of the tools you surprised me that you like. People were asking, how do you store your search strings? And you use OneNote. Is that right? For some things, yes. Especially when I'm working on a like a multifaceted team that is partially internal, partially external. Um, I keep my notes in OneNote, and then I can share them. Oh, your whole search, your whole search notes all go into OneNote. Is that what you're saying? Right, and then I can keep track when I talk to hiring managers, um, interesting people, and uh-huh. kind of keep our. I have never dialogue. used OneNote, Jerry. Have you ever, Jerry? Have you ever used OneNote? No, I have not. Me no, I, I used not. to hear about it like 10 years ago. People liked it, uh, but I, I never met anybody who used it. Okay, so one note. You also like Insightly. I've never heard of that before. What is it? Um, it's a contact outreach. Oh, like no, Hire Tool? Like, 
like a CRM. Oh, okay. Insightly. Never heard of it. Okay, but you, why do you like it? It was the right tool for the the work I was doing. Um, okay. It was a smaller okay. organization, startup, cheap. Um, you know, I work for like little tiny organizations and great big organizations and Tools are different, you know, they select okay. them But you call yourself, uh, in writing, you call yourself an early adopter of recruiting technology and social tools. Am I right about that? Yeah. Yes, I know I am. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, you recommend, okay, uh, let me see. You say that your best tool is your brain. That's a trick answer. But one of the things about your brain, you said it has a very good understanding of why people actually make a change. Why do they make a change? You want to share that with us? There's lots of factors that align, but most people, it's not about the job. It's more about the leader that they want to follow. So your hiring managers are way more important than anyone thinks or believes or acts or anything, you know, building oh. strong leaders in our organization should be hold on our a second. number. So hold on, wait a sec. So you're contacting someone you've never spoken to before. And what do you, what do you say? You don't say this is a great job. You say, this is a great hiring manager. This is a great manager. Is that what you sell it on? Is that how you approach the potential candidates? Um, it could be. It might be really? the way that I tap somebody on the shoulder and say, you know, I have an interesting leader. Um, I, I This just happened this morning. I had a candidate that didn't get the job I sent him for. He's now landed as the CEO of a smaller company, and he's looking for board people. And I had someone else who's a board, he's looking for a board seat. And so I'm I'm kind of wanting to connect those dots. Okay, but that's strange. Jerry, are you still with me? Jerry, are you still there? Jerry, is he gone already? Okay. Uh-oh. 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 Well, maybe Michael G. Cox can help me. Michael G. Cox, are you with me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Patty just said that she thinks people leave companies so they can work with a more exciting man. Have you ever sold a job based on the manager? I never have. I never heard of it. Well, it's uh, I use that, but that's a I would say that's a small factor in most of the recruiting that I've done. Maybe in the, maybe um, in these tiny startups, maybe everybody in the community knows each other. So is that what you're talking about, Patty? Is that what you're talking about? No, I've used it in larger organizations as well, even the Fortune Okay, so hold on a second. So wait a second. So when you – I just want to get – so in the intake session, do you say to the manager, say, look, who the people work for, they're going to work for, is a big selling factor. I have to know a lot about your management style, a lot, not just a normal, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a micromanager. Okay, so do you actually go into depth about what kind of managers they are when you take the job order? I do. Oh, really? My last 
the big client, the Fortune 510, um, I got called into the CIO's office. I thought I was in trouble. (laughs) And I walked in there and he asked me, he said, are we a target? Are we a source? Or are we a preferred, you know, organization in this market? And this is my first meeting with the CIO. I've not had a one-on-one with him, and I was terrified. And I had to answer him and tell him that they were a source, that everyone was recruiting out of his organization. (laughs) And, you know, I opened my mouth and I said, source, and he said, I'm really glad you're on our team. So, okay, you but know, here's the thing. Did you tell him? Did you tell him it was because you had such lousy managers in his company? Or I'm asking if if I if I take a, a a job order, my next job order, should I say, look, I was talking to Patty and she told me the manager is going to be a big deciding factor. So I got to have uh, you know 20 minutes of your time just to find out what you do or how you manage, or at least 10 minutes. I have to know uh, something detailed about your style not just a quick statement. Is that something I should do, and is there a checklist of questions that I should be asking? He invited me to the meeting, and he filled in all of those details. He'd been the CIO for 16 years. Yeah. Can I interject okay, Nobody wanted to work there anymore, and nobody wanted to work there. Okay, I'm moving on, moving on. I have a Anybody question. else got a question? Go ahead. No, he had a great team put together, but not everybody aligned. Okay, why, Jerry's got a question. Why were you, yeah, just why were you scared? Yeah, good question. <laughs> I was wondering, too. Being new in an organization, normally, you know, your yeah. manager, the, the organization sets up meetings for you, especially yeah. for IT. And to, okay. like, I just... Like I'd been there like maybe a month, month and a half, oh. and I got randomly called by the CIO's office to go to a meeting, and I went. Okay, to well, I didn't tell you. No, no, I put Jerry on this because I read a lot of your postings on uh, on on Facebook and all the recruiting groups, and you're pretty cocky. You've got a lot of confidence in your ability, just like you told us at the start. I've been doing this for 20 years, okay? Everybody's just trying to catch up to me. So I, I'm surprised you didn't go into this guy's office with that attitude. Listen, pal, I'm doing you a favor by being here. I mean, uh, I'm yeah. surprised. I'll just say that. Yeah. 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 In your yeah. face. I mean, I would be scared, I okay? I would be scared, but Jerry wouldn't be scared. Okay. I, 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 let's, let's maybe just use a different word. Okay. Nervous, apprehensive. I was cautious. I was nervous. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Okay. We've Here's one of my favorite questions. Here's one of my favorite questions. Do you ever persuade someone who has no interest in a job to take a look at it? You contact the person, they reply, no thanks. Do you try to turn that person around if you're interested in them? Oh, every day. Give me an example. Tell me a story, please. Love it. Tell me a story about Um, that. Okay, recently I was working for a divisional president. 
and he had kind of gone through quite a search process. He'd had two candidates that he liked that made it all the way through the industrial psych, through the interview process, and they ultimately did not work out. One had been, sorry to say this on Veterans Day, but one had been a military leader, and he was very excited about that candidate. That candidate had passed industrial psych review, and I would have passed on it. You know, I would have said no, but I couldn't yeah, tell uh, my I asked you a different that. question, Patty. I said, has anybody rejected an offer, or not even an offer, just an opportunity to take a look at a company, and you turn them around? That's what I want to hear. Okay, that was one of those situations where the candidate kind of backpedaled. You know, he took a look at something mm-hmm. and he did some backpedaling. And, and what did you do? You know, I what went did after you do? him. How? I went after him. I said, um, you know, we really need to talk about this. Let's talk about our leader. Let's talk about what he's been through in this search. Um, he's not mm-hmm. trusting himself right now. He's a good leader. And that's all it took? Uh, Jerry, can you help me? Or Michael G. Cox? Can someone help me here? No, no. I want to know how to turn a person around. I will not participate in beating up your guests over trivial stories (laughs) like this. We all know how this stuff goes. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I know you don't. God. (laughs) People on the street do. People in the business do. Practitioners run into this. Okay. I see why it's a foreign concept for you. Okay, wait a second, Jerry. You told me a story once about uh, a guy, and And you turned him around. I'm sure you recorded it and wrote it down, and you're ready to. to (laughs) (laughs) Library of Congress. I think you sold him on the commute or something like that, or or, 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 a way to get, get ahead. Yeah, must have been on a roll that day. Must have really needed a placement. Maybe I spent more money than I should have that month. I don't know. Catch me some other time, and the guy complains about the ride. I'd say, yeah, that drive sucks. I'm with you. Uh-huh. Take it easy. <laughs> okay. You know, seriously. I've been on the commute before, too. Yep. I had a candidate yeah. driving all the way to New York, and I got her moved closer to Philadelphia. So I'm there with you, Jerry. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, but what I want to know is, let, let's say, have you ever had a case where someone rejects an offer and you turn them around and get them to accept it? Correct. In the situation I was explaining, we had a leader kind of back out of the situation. And when I explained why the, the divisional president was making decisions the way he was, it made more sense to the candidate. So sometimes you got to do the two ends against the middle. Okay, you know, yeah, here's another question. It, is it okay to encourage someone to take less money? You know, they say, look, I'm making more than that already, or I'm making that much money here already. And you say, uh, there's a reason to move here and take less money. Uh, will you do that? Is that, is that insulting or will oh, you yeah. do that? 
I have lots of people that'll move for less money if there's an upside. Really? So I work okay, so you, small organizations where everybody's not fighting with, a, you know, a VP for their next role as a director because there's only two spots. I work with organizations that are growing and they'll have more opportunities and room to spread out and grow. And that's what you tell the candidate. You say, look, you know, yeah, it's less money, but so what? You you know, there's an upside, just like you told me just now. Is that is that how you present it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 and whereas you said you were full of fear when you went into that CIO meeting, when you actually have a candidate on the line and say, I want you to take less money than you're making now to move to a new job, you have no fear about telling them that, right? You're not shy about it. Is that what you're telling me now? Correct. I do okay. it all the time. That's a big deal. You're telling someone to make a life decision. Take less money, okay? And you don't mind doing that, right? Not everybody's all about money. Some people are more about the opportunity and the yeah, chance. I'm, I'm sure that blows your mind, animal. It does blow my mind, okay? It yeah, does. Right. Michael G. Cox, are you with me There's or Jerry? Some... And, and, and the... Go ahead. What? No, I'm just, just going to say it before up. Michael G. Cox answers. Sometimes people are in a dead end job. They're they don't want. Sometimes people don't want to work where they are. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes another job has different like stuff to do. Sometimes they've outgrown it. Sometimes animal. I just picture you as like a brand new little baby in like wrapped up in little <laughs> blankets with a, like a little telephone, shocked that anybody would do any of this. Come on, man. You, you, you lose credibility when you're so naive to a lot of the stuff uh, you know, that we're paid to do out here. I'll, I'll tell you a story that, that bugs me that I, yeah. I saw. A, I was looking for a sales manager, and I got, this is, you know, I got the names of all the sales managers in, in, the, in the field. And one guy I saw, he's only been there a year. I'm not going to call and try to pull it. That guy got the job. Okay? I didn't call him. <laughs> Somebody else did because I was too right. shy. Okay? Yeah. That's me. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There are many uh, yeah. reasons why anybody would want to leave a job. I mean, there are factors that are pushing people out, and then there are factors that are pulling people out. And there could be, okay. you know, any combination of those could tip the scales in one direction or the other. To either Thank go you, Michael say, G. Cox. Thank you for taking the other yeah. guy's side. Okay. I got to do an ad. Uh, PCRecruiter.net. <laughs> There are hey, friends. before Mark you do that ad, b- before you do the ad, I have two things. First, yeah, yeah, I I I just got uh, sent a notice by Facebook that yeah. my comment was being removed from your group because it fell under <laughs> the bully bullying category. You're so kidding. if you hear anything about no, if you hear anything about that, I'm sorry. Very sorry. It was okay, the well, one you know what? Was it something? It was the person that you, you, the one comment I made that said, "Hey, the the person's just a person, not necessarily a candidate." Yeah. So then Amy agreed with me and said, "Yeah, can you believe we now all the, now we know all about this guy?" And then I jokingly said, "Yeah, let's go kick his ass." <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Bam. 
And so, wow. you know, I brought, <laughs> I brought uh, the, uh, a pox upon our house. By I, Facebook. I'm with you, Jared. That's I'm sorry. terrible. A kick-ass. I mean, there was a movie named Kick-Ass, okay? I mean, yeah. Briefly. So if anybody That's else is ridiculous. interested, you can keep talking about this stuff over on Recruiters Who Actually Make Placements, which is the real hopping group on Facebook right now. Recruiters Who Actually Make Placements. The last thing I have to say, <laughs> I have to go. I have to make a business call. Patty, you're fantastic. Keep up the good work. Animal might sound like he doesn't understand any of all of this, and that's true. But we all do, and you're kicking ass. Thank you. Yeah. Have a you great day. You can't stay for more than half the show. He never makes it past no, half the show. Not today. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, let's talk fine. about a pay raise. Let's talk yeah, about okay. a pay raise. Bye. Okay. See ya. Okay. See you, yeah. Jerry. Okay. But i got to do an ad now. PCRecruiter.net. Martin Snyder is the boss there, okay, and he calls it – the Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software because it's so flexible. Uh, PJ uh, Ladors was on a few weeks ago. He said, if you have recruiting software, it's got to be something you can edit yourself, that you can configure to suit your workflow, not have somebody else impose their ideas from head office on you. Okay, And that's prime virtue, I'm going to say, of PC Recruiter. It is configurable. But if that word scares you and you don't want to configure it yourself, they're happy to help you, okay? And it doesn't matter if you're a, a, a little recruiter like Jerry <laughs> or you're on one of these 510 Fortune Fortune 510 companies, okay? They're happy to help you. Big or small, they help them all. Okay, uh, Patty, still there? Patty. Yep, I've used PC recruiters in a few orgs. For the right for you. size and yeah. scale, it's a good tool. I agree. Thanks. Great. Good to hear that. Okay. Uh, and uh, contact, first contact. What's your preferred method of first contact when you're recruiting? Um, I like to find a common common ground, but I typically outreach in, um, like, email or Phone if I'm comfortable. Um, email usually gives people a chance to, you know, do a rejection without a personal contact. So I'm one that I'll pick up the phone because it's hard for people to say no on the phone. <laughs> so well, I think Jerry's, got, I a good, good, Jerry's got, no, Jerry's got a different approach. He says the same problem exists. You know, you send an email, it makes it easy to reject. If you're on the phone with the person, he doesn't say that you're intimidating them, but you can just correct them. If they, they get a misapprehension or, they, you know, you can't put everything in an email, it's easier to deliver extra information on the phone. So you're, are you saying that the phone is your preferred method? Because at first it sounded like email is your preferred method. It no, I'm an old school recruiter, so a hundred calls a day. Remember those days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you okay. can tell by my voice. I did a hundred calls a day for a lot of years. <laughs> okay, but uh, okay, uh, and will you use voicemail? Do you leave voicemail? Not so much anymore, but I used to. Okay, so so let's say no voicemail, but you're phoning them. How many times will you phone them if you're not getting through? Nowadays, maybe two times. 
you know, not I don't want to become a spam robot. I'm not AI. Really? Because I know some great recruiters who never give up. They pursue the person. So if you call two times, you don't get through, what do you do? Do you switch to email then or do you just give up? Um, it it depends on the search and how tight the talent market is. If I really need that person, I'll find a way to get to them. I'll go through a colleague. Uh, it, I'll get introduced. You know, like I want to talk to that person, and I will look for colleagues that you know have an entree into that person. And I'll pursue those legs in that door. Okay, I need so this middle, this middle so this man, is, this, is this middle recru- person. This is on the recruiting side, correct? Yeah. What? So hold on. Is she saying, okay. wait a sec, are you saying that there's a middleman or a middle woman that you personally know already or just someone you don't know and you, you call them up and say, can you help me? What, what, what's going on there? I don't understand that. It could be either of those scenarios. I try to work with people who – have been hiring managers or candidates or, you know, known me from a professional association. We have some common ground. Okay, but um, you're not calling up a stranger. You're not calling up Michael G. Cox and saying, can you get recruiting animal? The answer is phone. If you've never spoken to Michael G. Cox before, am I right about that? You're not going to call a stranger and say, hi, my name's Patty. I need to get into this to talk to this guy who works in your company. He won't pick up the phone. Can you pat him on the shoulder and tell him I, I, I'm interested? Do you do that? Is that oh, I'll she, definitely do that. I just called a leader, a CEO, because I wanted into a divisional person from the org he used to work in. She wasn't letting me in the door. So I called him. I said, you know, so-and-so's over at this new division of XYZ company. Um, I want to get in the door and talk to her. Can you give me her secrets? You know, who does she let in the door? And sure enough, he got me in for the conversation I wanted to have. Uh, And he was someone you had never spoken to before? Correct. Wow, Michael G. Cox, what do you think of that? You know, I've, I've never never done that. I actually had that happen to me recently, about a month ago. A a an individual contacted me because I was connected to someone high up within an organization where she wanted to work, and asked me to um, call those individuals and email and make the introduction and. Okay, that's a little I, different. I as far that as, is different. She yeah, asked you know, to be but, a recruiter, represent her as a recruiter. That's different, okay? That's not the no, same. No, no, she was just trying to get me to, to make the connection. Hey, I see you're connected to somebody. Really? Else. Without any pay? For no fee? Nothing, yeah, yeah. So well, you I, know what? I went that's as far as, uh-huh. as it, hang on, as an example of, you know, I don't think this works very well. Um, I, I went as far as saying, hey, um, Mike, this is Michael. We're connected on LinkedIn, and this person is interested in working at your company. And I sent the profile, but that I wasn't going to pick up the phone and bother somebody that I'm just randomly connected to. Uh huh. 
Well, you know, the thing is, that's LinkedIn when it started out. That was one of their their ideas, right? Yeah, that, that was the purpose. You, you yeah. ask for introductions to other people, right? But nobody yeah. did Correct. it. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody, nobody did does it. that any, anymore, and, and really nobody did it back then, even though back then the way that worked was you're only connected to the people that you know personally yeah. or, and, and professionally. Yeah. Mm. That's not the case okay. anymore. Okay, i gotta, I got to do an ad before I continue this, okay? So uh, hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A. L.com, the super duper sourcing tool. Uh, actually, uh, Patty has spoken. She just endorsed PC Recruiter, one of our sponsors. And uh, on uh, online, she I've seen her endorse Hire Tool as a, a tool for finding out uh, emails and, and phone contact information. Uh, uh, are you going to endorse it for that here, Patty? I remember Nin when he started, so, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> you know, before it got to be higher to all that everybody utilizes, um, you uh-huh. know, he he was talking to people like me. Yeah. Well, he's a sponsor so of the show. <laughs> he's a sponsor. I turned him away at, uh, back then. I said, I never heard of you. You're a startup. I said, you can't afford to advertise in the Recruiting animal show, but he pestered me. Uh, and so finally uh, I said, okay. And now he doesn't need me anymore, although he's still a sponsor. Nice guy. Okay, hire tool, everybody. You heard Patty is a super sourcer. Okay, she sounds modest when she starts answering my questions. She'll tell us she was nervous. But if you read her stuff online when she's talking to people, she doesn't, uh, you know, she doesn't hesitate to say, I've been in this business a long time. I know what I'm doing, okay? Uh, and uh, she uses Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, and so do all the other super sourcers. Okay, let's just stay here with contact information. For so, if you're if you're contacting somebody through email, what do you put in the subject line? Can you give us an, uh, an example? Conversation with a question mark. Like you want to really talk to somebody about something, <laughs> you know? That works. That works. It works. It's and what do you put in the in the what do you put in the content in 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 the content? Because you said you look for something in common. Can you give me an example? Uh, you both like the same TV show, or you read the same book. Uh, what, what's the story? What what does that mean? Um, I see your organization is interested in. You know, might be sourcing, might be diversity and inclusion, might be, you know, they're on a new journey in their DEI, you know, process. They might be new to recruiting. They might be building a talent acquisition team. Well, but hold on, you so, I mean, that's when you're rec- – so you, are you telling me right now that you recruit a lot of recruiters? Is that what you're saying? I thought you were recruiting a lot of tech people. Um, I recruit mostly executives, to be honest, but I do quite a bit of tech stuff. So, okay. My so, last but you're client saying, uh, a, my last client had a a division that was um, SaaS, and so of you know the seven thousand person organization. There was a little teeny SAS team. I don't know. Uh, you've lost me. Uh, uh, let, let's just go to the, the peanut gallery here. Uh, area code 408 came on. Uh, any questions? 
area code 408. You don't have to. Okay. You can stay silent. Just lurk. You know, but I just I'd like to give everybody an opportunity. There's no You're other show where you can call in and they'll give you the floor. Okay, that's what I'm known for. You scare people. This is well, I don't really care. fun. I'm loving it. Okay. You're not well, Michael scary. G. Cox. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. Jerry's scary. Uh, Michael G. Cox is scary. Do you have a question for her, Michael no. G. Cox? Any? Okay. Okay, so uh, in the body of the email, okay, you kind of told us you don't, okay. And so you don't really like to pester people. Um, I I think, I I don't know. (laughs) I'm surprised, okay. Uh, Okay, let me see. If I got to do my focus, I'm really targeted in who I outreach to. So I know Uh usually I'm, you know, close to the right people. I'm not okay. somebody that sends out a bunch of spam. Okay, you, you don't hesitate to tell people that counteroffers rarely work. Uh, I, I've seen you say that. Uh, it, how do you know that they rarely work? They just, you know, there's like an intent to them, and they just don't usually work out for the candidates very well. Uh-huh. So, okay, well, <laughs> just saying, they like, you know what? Them. I mean, so you're not offering any proof. You're saying, just take my word for it. They're not going to work, honey. Okay. They and might, just, you better think they again. They might work in the short term, but long term, that person just kind of shot themselves in the foot. They're going to make themselves limp through the rest of their time with that organization. Now, here's a question. What do Someone asked, what do recruiters need to do to improve? And you said, I think they just need to be better people. The stories I hear from candidates in my own recent experience tells me that for being in the people business, many of us are not so good with people. Wow, what an <laughs> indictment. What do you mean by that? Recruiters are so terrified of rejection of talking to people that they build in layers and layers and layers of stuff into their CRMs and their ATSs and you know all these layers of places to reject people and it's like you know people aren't that difficult to deal with you know, they really are not. You just got to, you know, be open with them. They'll turn around and Okay, so you're are, telling a different you know, story now. You're saying, look, don't use a, well, that's another one of your themes. You say, be human, okay? So I assume now that means don't use uh, technology so much. But you said many times, I've, I tracked you, okay? And you said, I think they need to be better people. That means or it implies that the recruiters you're talking to are not nice. They're uh, uh, maybe abrupt or rude or, uh, you know, they don't give you any personal time. Uh, what does that mean? Many of us are, you know, are not so good with people. They need to be better people. Uh, is there something you want to address about that or should I just move on? Um, you know, I took a long look at myself when I hit that place and I had to keep asking myself why am I so different why am I so different why am I so different 
and some of it is my expectation. Um, a lot of recruiters expect to fail, so guess what happens? Okay. If you expect okay, to and, fail, and that's, hold on, and that's something happen? you keep saying that you're different. You're saying you've got okay. I want to do an ad, and we'll come back to your popsicle stuff. Okay, box of box or oh, like box of box of no, it's, it's, not, it's not much different from what you said, but I, I'll come back to it. Hone it, hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. It records your interviews on audio, video, uh, text, full searchable text. You don't have to worry about typing everything if you're not a good typist or writing, if that's what you do, if you're living in the Stone Age. And not only that, you know, when you get to an important question, you press a little button. When you finish that discussion, you press another button. That creates a clip of the most important parts of the interview that you could send to the hiring manager so she can hear the interview herself. She can hear the candidate, and she can see if the candidate's got some smarts. She can see if the candidate's got a little pizzazz. She can see that maybe she'd like to work with that candidate, okay? So check it out. Gotcha. dot com. Pardon me, uh, Patty. What? Have you have you used Sounds it? Sounds interesting. Nope, it I have not used. It interesting. Nick Livingston is the CEO, and he's uh, he's on all the groups. He's on my group. He's on Jerry's group, and all the groups. Okay, he's easy to talk to. Nice guy. Okay, you say when it comes to company culture. It doesn't really mean anything. It means they all want the people to be the same and uh, bland. You call them popsicles, and you call yourself a, a, like an ice cream sandwich or something like that. You don't fit in anywhere. That's what you seem to claim, but you say that's part of your glory. You're, you're, you're better than those people. That's why you stand out. Am I right? I don't know if I'm better. I'm different. I'm going to leave that there. Different is not always better. I'm Uh rare. I believe there's great value in rarity. I believe that we are all rare, but I'm super rare. Okay, okay. well, how are you rare, and how does that figure in your recruiting? Okay, that's what, don't make me pull teeth, okay? I'm rare. I have equal access to left and right brain. Um, like 2% of the world's population have that ability. I'm an too abstract. Too now. abstract. How does that play out in recruiting? If you don't have an answer, we can just move on. I got a million questions here. Move on. Okay. This client, you don't this person an on, answer, on. Move on. Okay, there's an answer. Okay, the, the client wants the client wants a unicorn for fifty seven thousand dollars. It's a hard search. Is it worth working on this? That was the question, and you said it depends on how good you are. I find unicorns quickly and easily. Okay, you find is that what you were talking about before when you take on searches that have been dead for a year? When you're rare and unusual, rare and unusual searches don't scare you. <laughs> okay. Michael G. Cox, you want to help me there? Am I pushing this too much? I mean, this, you know, well, what's yeah, her special finding, power? I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a sorcerer, and um, so the finding part isn't something that I'm particularly ever focused on. 
I think uh-huh. more important than than the finding those rare unicorn types um, is the engagement. Uh, I, I need to be able to engage an individual versus just having a name on a list. So um, yeah, but not, maybe not a that's list part of her rarity. Either. I'm not a list person either. I yeah. like to deliver three to five interested and qualified candidates because I don't work very much in the scenario where they want 50 people to reject. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I think I, I'm losing it. Microaggressions, you said they're a big problem. Are they? Microaggressions? I'm hearing it all through the larger organizations where diversity talent is, you know, they're told when they're hired, we want you, we want you, we want you. And then they get to their first meetings and we don't want to hear you talk, though. We don't want you to show us anything that's different. Those are microaggressions that people see and feel if they're from, you know, different places, um, have different ethnicities, different ideas. And you're saying, wait a second, you're saying that this is common if you're uh, some kind of minority or maybe a woman, that for that specific reason, you will be ignored in the organization. Is that what you're saying, that bias comes out so blatantly? I wouldn't call that a microaggression. I would call it a, a major aggression. But is that my understanding you? They'll do it in, like, subtle ways. Like, everybody gets to speak at the table, but when they get to the minority woman in the corner – um, she might be the last person asked, and she's expected to agree with everybody else. And how do you know that? How do you know that happens? How do you know that's a common occurrence? Because it happens to me. It happens in meetings I go to. I see everybody sit down at a table, and, you know, we have a, a Fortune 500 d- director of HR at the front of the room, and everybody just nods in agreement. Yep, yep, yep. Your TA manager, your hiring manager, four recruiters, and, you know, you have me in the corner that says, you know, I'm going to speak up and say something different. And they don't really want to hear what I say that's different, but it's going to impact them as a team. It's going to give them tools, resources, candidates they didn't have before. And they don't want to hear from you because you're a woman? Is that what you're telling me? I'm not clear. Because I'm asking them to think differently, yes. And because I'm... Hold on. No, no, no. That's cognitive. That's cognitive diversity, okay? (laughs) So so you're saying that they just... Now you're back with the popsicle and ice cream sandwich stuff. You're saying, you know, they're not really interested in information. It's not because you're from China or uh, Indonesia or somewhere like that. Okay. That's different. That's different. Uh, Michael G. Cox, am I, am I understanding? Am I, am I crazy? Or, uh, am I saying the right thing? No, it, it, the way she described it, she was, she was describing cognitive. Um, Diver- thank you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for being on my side for once. Okay. Hey, what's, mark your here calendar. She says, it happened. 
Yeah. <laughs> What's the most motivating tool for recruiters? And you say flexibility. What does that mean? What's the most motivating tool for recruiters is flexibility. Um, I think, you know, anybody that's in the recruiting space, nobody wants to do the same things over and over and over again. I don't know about you guys, but I like a little variety. Like? What do you, well, give me, what do you mean by variety? I work with different organizations, different leaders at different levels. Um, sometimes I have big spends. Sometimes I have little spends. Sometimes I have to work in a three-year contract. Sometimes I get new budget. Sometimes I'm working right with the the C-suite. Sometimes I'm working with the CHRO. Okay, but you know what? Everybody says everybody says that the best way for a recruiter to work is in a very tight niche, okay? And that doesn't that mean limited flexibility? I'm not sure. I think what you're, you're that talking about more of a uh, outside recruiter, aren't you? Animal. No, I'm talking about her. Patty said that. Okay. Sorry. Oh no, you. Oh, now you mean. Okay, now you mean what? I, my my thought was a, a niche. You mean an in, an internal yeah. recruiter doesn't work a niche. Okay. Okay. So you got me. Correct. Patty, yeah, so the as time's as almost up. I was all over the place. I never had two days that looked the same. How are we doing? Okay. This has been fabulous. Well, it's not, not up yet. I'm going to ask you now, is there some questions? I mean, I got tons of questions. I tracked you all over the, the internet. Are, are there any questions that you think that I, I should ask you this first time that you're on that I haven't asked you yet? Otherwise, I can continue with my choices. But I'm putting the ball in your court. Is there anything you want to talk about that I haven't talked about? Because you, you seem to think that you know something that other recruiters don't. And if there's something that you'd like to share in that line, I'd be happy to hear it. Um, that's a that's a challenging um, dynamic to put in. I would just say, you know, stay on your human journeys, you know, keep being human and open to possibilities and questioning yourself. See, you're a typical guest, high level, and I have to – corral you. I have to like ride you like a, a bucking bronco, okay? For instance, I'll give you another one. Which IT role have you found the hardest to fill? You said near field communications engineer, okay? I think you said it took you a year to fill it, is that? Or the company took a year to fill it. Near field communications engineer. What was so hard about that? Um, they had to... One, be in Montreal, and two, they had to meet ITAR regulations, which is anti-terrorism, so they can't come from China, Tehran, Japan. You know, there's like a long list of ITAR countries where you can't consider people from. And they had to be able to work with heat-treated metal. Okay, and so it was open a year when you got it, or what was the story there? I waited a year for my candidate. I found the guy. He was referred to me by another candidate, but he was 
at a big university involved in a study that he didn't want to walk away from. So we found him. I talked to him. I just, you know, I had to ask my hiring authority, can we, like, wait a little bit for this guy? And it was awkward and uncomfortable. I don't like that dynamic at all, but that's what we ended up doing. We waited a year for the candidate to finish his big graduate. Final question, and that takes me to the final, final question. How do you ask for a referral? Um... Well, you got a referral on this one. How did you get the referral? Did someone just say, hey, I'm going to help you? Here, call this guy. Or did you ask for it? Um, He actually made an online um, referral to me and then sent me the candidate. He's like, I've been thinking about, you know, what we talked about, and I know the timing wasn't right for me. But I think it might be for one of my profs. Here's his contact info. Uh-huh. Well, that's pretty good. Okay. Hold on a sec. Final question. Are you in the market now? Are you looking for a contract? I am looking right now. I'm, you know, talking to a couple of directors that I've worked with in the past. Um, oh, I you should have told us at the beginning. Have... You should have told us what? at the beginning. So what, what do you want? Oh, you want a contract job? Yep, I'm looking for my Captain Picard. I'm a counselor, okay. Troy. I'm an empath, and I'm looking for my leader. Okay, actually, you said you like working for strong leaders. We didn't get into that. Uh, okay, but if they want to get in touch with you, how can they find you? I'm all over the web, Patty Yaritz, and you can reach P-A-T-T-I, me by phone. P-A-T-T-I, Y-A-T-I. R I T Z. Okay, it's Z here. It's Z here. Michael G. Cox, Jerry, who's no longer with us, and our new friend, Patty Yaritz. Yep, I always tell them like the crackers. (laughs) Like, thank Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.